Let us pray. And it came to pass in an evening tide that David arose from off his bed and walked upon the roof of the king's house. And from the roof he saw a woman washing herself, and the woman was very beautiful to look upon. 2 Samuel 11.2 Heavenly Father, as I rest in the finished work of your hand, I will not drop my guard, because I am now enjoying a life of abundance as David did. I will remain diligent to continue the disciplines that ensure my success and peace. When entitlement and complacency try to occupy space in my mind and heart, I will be quick to evict them before they do damage to my destiny. When distractions try to entice me, I will not become enamored and emotionally connected because, like Bathsheba, they don't belong in my life. I declare that I am focused on my mission. I declare that I am determined to honor God in all that I do, and I declare that deceit and deception are not chapters in my book called life. Thank you, God, for protecting me from calamity and wrong options. I only want your best for my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for praying with us today. Continue your time with God by listening to today's Bible story. Brought to you by BibleInAYear.com This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. Are you looking to build this year? If so, there is no better time than right now to start planning and to get your spot on the construction schedule. If you need a garage, a stall barn, a storage for vehicles, RV, boat, collectibles, or even a a shop for your farm, hobbies, or car restoration projects, visit mortonbuildings.com and start your construction process. With superior materials, craftsmanship, best-in-class warranty, Morton Buildings are made to last for generations. At Morton, the difference is in the details. From their cutting-edge innovations to their craftsmen in the field, they are dedicated to surpassing expectations. Their legacy of excellence spans more than 120 years, and Morton Buildings is 100% employee-owned with more than a quarter million satisfied customers. That means they're the industry leader you can trust. When you choose Morton, you'll experience quality at every step of the building process, starting before the walls even go up. Visit mortonbuildings.com to get started today. Looking for a fabulous fashion brand that celebrates you? Then look no further than Boston Proper, where styles are designed with you in mind, so you can look and feel amazing, no matter the day, season, or occasion. At bostonproper.com, you'll find fashion that knows you best. For over 30 years, 
Boston Proper has been the fashion destination for confident women who want to elevate their look with unique, sophisticated clothing at affordable prices. Visit bostonproper.com today. Boston Proper. Wear it like no one else. David and Bathsheba. In our last story, we witnessed the triumph of David over the Syrians and Ammonites. David's bravery and skill was rivaled by no one. He claimed victory after victory in battle and brought Israel into a place of peace with many surrounding nations. Now we see David growing complacent in victory. David lets his guard down, and what happens next in an anchor to David's soul for the rest of his life as inspired by the book of 2 Samuel. Hello, I'm Pastor Jack Graham with today's episode of the Bible in a Year podcast. In our previous reading, we heard of the Ammonite king Hanun who disgraced David's men and paid a high price for his abuse. We also saw David's heart of service and kindness to those under his leadership, an attitude that God blessed and always blesses greatly. But even the greatest leaders can fall to temptations when their attention drifts from the calling of God upon their life. And in today's passage, we'll see what happens when David takes his eyes off the vision that God had given him and allows his gaze to settle on a married woman, the wife of one of his mighty men. He will give in to this temptation, and it will change the course of his life forever. So, let's listen to today's reading now. Spring flowers were blooming all throughout the land of Israel. David was walking the courtyards of Jerusalem, turning his face towards the sunlight. He strolled among the city, pleased with himself and the state of his country. Still sore from his battle with the Syrians and content with his work as king, David sent Joab into battle against the Ammonites to finish the job. David remained in the sun, smiling with the foggy mind of a warrior returned home from victory. He napped until the late afternoon. The sun was a few hours from setting, and the evening spring landed gently on his skin like a feather. David arose from his nap and rubbed his eyes. He looked out the east window into the distance, wondering how Joab and his men were doing in battle. He knew that it was a king's duty to go into a battle such as this, However, David felt entitled to some rest. After all, he single-handedly defeated the Syrian general and sent them scattering. David smiled, content with his decision to send his army away. As David was looking out the window, a figure down below caught his eye. David looked closer to see a woman bathing through her window. David watched as water trickled down her intoxicating figure. She was incredibly beautiful and David could not take his eyes off her. David was lost in the moment, admiring her naked body bathing as the sun began to set. David beckoned one of his servants and said, Find out who that is for me. So the servant left for a few moments. Since the woman was close by, it would not be hard to find out which household she was a part of. The servant returned and said, That is Bathsheba. She is the daughter of Eliam and the wife of Uriah the Hittite. David winced in frustration. Uriah was one of David's mighty men. He was loyal, trustworthy, and a noble warrior. David covered his face. He let too many moments go by. 
enough moments to allow the temptation to poison his blood. David's heart was close enough to God's to know how to flee the situation. He had options. Yet David ignored the spirit within him and said, Send for Bathsheba. Bring her to me. A little under an hour had passed. David was pacing his room in anxious anticipation. Then the door opened slowly. David saw Bathsheba enter in with nobody behind her. He could not take his eyes off her. The two of them spoke for a little while. Beside candlelight, they floated and whispered to one another. David touched her face, and the two of them began to kiss. The two of them were together all night. Sighs filled the room as David and Bathsheba embraced one another in secret. It was a night of passion, intoxication, and betrayal. A few weeks had passed since that night. David often thought about Bathsheba. He thought about her body, the smell of her hair, and the sound of her breath. Yet afterwards, David would feel a pang of guilt for the sin he committed. He knew he could not see her again. His men were still at war, slowly defeating the Ammonites, and David remained in the city tending to a few political duties. One afternoon, David was working in his room when the door opened slowly. David looked up and saw Bathsheba poking her head through the door. Surprised and afraid that she would be seen, David quickly had her come in and shut the door. Confused, David greeted her. He wondered if she had come back for another night of passion, or perhaps Uriah had somehow known about them. Bathsheba looked up at David, tears streaming down her cheeks. Her lips quivered as she said, David, I am pregnant. David sprang into action immediately. He knew he could cover up his sin if Uriah would sleep with his wife again. Then Uriah could raise David's child as his own and be unaware of her betrayal. So David sent for Uriah to return from battle. A few days passed, and David was anxious to see Uriah again. The door opened slowly, and Uriah greeted his king with a hug. The two spoke of the war, the state of the men, and how the Ammonites were taking longer to defeat than expected. David smiled at Uriah and said, My friend, you should go home and relax before you return. See your wife, wash your feet, and then rest before leaving. Uriah returned the king's smile. David's stomach turned when he looked at his innocent gaze. Uriah put his fist to his chest and said, The ark of God is still in a tent, and my fellow soldiers are sleeping on the ground beside a battlefield. Shall I go home to sleep with my wife, eat, drink, and lie in a bed? No, I will not do that to them until the battle is won. David did his best not to slap Uriah. His honor was making David's lies more difficult to cover. Very well, David said. At least stay the night here and drink with me. Surely you can do that. Uriah agreed, and David did his best to get Uriah drunk so that he might sleep with his wife. Yet Uriah maintained his composure and his honor. He gave David no choice. The next morning, David sent Uriah back to the battle. David also sent word to Joab, saying, Send Uriah to the forefront of the battle. Have him be the spearhead of the army. Draw back just slightly as he goes in so that he dies in battle. Joab had betrayed David before, and David showed him mercy. So Joab did not question David's orders. As Joab and his men were making their final push to besiege the city, Joab sent Uriah to the front to storm the gate. 
Uria agreed and roared valiantly. He flung himself into the Ammonite army, expecting his men to be behind him. Instead, they held back for a few moments, and Uria was overcome by a fury of swords. Bathsheba stood still as a messenger delivered the news that Uria had been killed. Her knees began to shake, and her eyes began to fog up with tears. Then she crumbled. She wept bitterly on her knees, knowing full well what had transpired. Guilt, grief, and conviction filled her heart. She mourned for weeks. When weeks had passed and the sting of Uriah's death was now a dull pain, David sent for Bathsheba. The two became married, and Bathsheba bore a son. David sighed in relief that his sin had been successfully covered up. However, he overlooked a simple yet frightening truth. God knew. God had called David to be a king of honor and conviction. David's sin would find him out soon enough, and he would be met with God's rebuke, correction, and kindness all at once. Today's passage begins with David's army going into battle led by his trusted commander, Joab. As king of Israel, it was David's calling to join his men, leading them in the fight. But he decided to stay in Jerusalem. And with that choice, David opened the door to temptation. 2 Samuel 11 verse 2 records the moment temptation came upon the scene. It happened late one afternoon when David arose from his couch and was walking on the roof of the king's house that he saw from the roof a woman bathing, and the woman was very beautiful. Rather than joining his men in the battle where he belonged, David was lounging at home, and he stood atop his house surveying his kingdom and all that he had accomplished, and his eyes began to wander from his God-given purpose. And he began to look with lust upon a woman who was beautiful, enticing, and not his wife. David should have recognized the temptation, the danger of that moment. He should have turned around, walked away, and obeyed God. Instead, he sent his servant to find out who this woman was. Her name was Bathsheba. And not only was she married, but she was the wife of Uriah, one of David's mighty men. So clearly, David is already treading into dangerous territory, and he is in trouble. His complacency and curiosity led him into this situation. Yet there was still time to turn back. David could have walked away from the sexual immorality that was knocking at the door of his life. But sadly, that's not what happened. He sent for Bathsheba to be brought to him, and the two slept together. It wasn't long before David's sin caught up to him. Shortly after their night of infidelity, Bathsheba became pregnant and sent word to the king that she was carrying his child. For some moments of stolen pleasure, David's whole life and even his kingdom was now in jeopardy. If his sin was discovered, David, the mighty godly king, would be disgraced. But instead of owning his mistake, repenting, and showing the nation an example of someone seeking God's forgiveness, David hatched a plan to cover up his sinful deeds. He called for Uriah to be sent home from battle in hopes that the man would sleep with his wife and assume that the baby would be his own baby. Uriah, however, proved more honorable than the king. He refused to go to bed with his wife, knowing that there was a battle to be fought. And despite David's attempts, Uriah never lay with Bathsheba. But now David was in way too deep. He was committed to the lie, to the cover-up, 
So he concocted an even more devious plan, a deadly plan, one that would break yet another commandment. He sent Uriah back into the battle along with a note to Joab instructing him to place Uriah on the front lines and draw back so that the enemy was sure to kill Uriah. Joab, ever the loyal commander, did as David instructed. Now David was not only guilty of complacency and lust and adultery and dishonesty, he was guilty of murder, all to save his own reputation and to hide his sin. Bathsheba was now a widow, and after her mourning period, David brought her into his home and married her. It seemed to him like he had gotten away with all of this. But God knew. God always knows. And God was deeply grieved by David's sin. And in our next reading, we'll see how God deals with David and how his mercies persist even in the midst of David's sin and its consequences. Dear God, may we always be reminded that you have provided a way out of temptation. We ask that you would deliver us from evil and that we would overcome every sinful temptation in our lives. Help us never to cover our sin, but to always turn to you and to seek repentance and forgiveness with you. Thank you for your love and your grace, your mercy, and the power of your cross to change our lives. For we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's Bible in a Year podcast. I hope you are enjoying it as much as I am. This is Pastor Jack Graham from Dallas, Texas. You can download the Pray.com app and make prayer the priority in your life. And if you have enjoyed this podcast, share it with someone you love. By sharing this podcast, you can make a difference in someone's life. This podcast is being listened to all over the world by millions of people, and we are celebrating the fact that God's Word is being heard. And if you want more resources on how to tap into God's power for living, be sure to visit jackgraham.org. God bless you. This episode is sponsored by MediShare, an innovative healthcare solution for Christians to save money without sacrificing quality. Welcome to the Pray News Podcast, where hope is our only bias. Each day, we'll unpack the most prominent stories happening in the news and offer a Christian perspective. We won't shy away from the hard topics, and we won't dilute the hopeful message of Christ. This is more than a daily brief on the news. It's a way to be informed and transformed. Listen to Pray News on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. Are you looking to build this year? If so, there is no better time than right now to start planning and to get your spot on the construction schedule. If you need a garage, a stall barn, a storage for vehicles, RV, boat, collectibles, or even a, a shop for your farm, hobbies, or car restoration projects, visit mortonbuildings.com and start your construction process. With superior materials, craftsmanship, best-in-class warranty, Morton Buildings are made to last for generations. At Morton, 
The difference is in the details. From their cutting-edge innovations to their craftsmen in the field, they are dedicated to surpassing expectations. Their legacy of excellence spans more than 120 years, and Morton Buildings is 100% employee-owned with more than a quarter million satisfied customers. That means they're the industry leader you can trust. When you choose Morton, you'll experience quality at every step of the building process, starting before the walls even go up. Visit mortonbuildings.com to get started today. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.